Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our, our internet family. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. We are so glad you're here this morning. A couple things we want to do real quick. I want to fill you in on some things that uh, we are doing and how you can be how you can be a part of it. First of all, don't forget that next week, everybody say next week. Next week, we start four Sunday morning services. That has already been in plans and because of growth. And then during times like this, there are, there are um, you know, more and more folks wanting to draw near to God. We want to make room for them. So here's what you do. You just simply pray, ask the Lord, Lord, which service do I need to be going to? I'm serious about that. And I believe that he is better at directing traffic than I am. There's no man-made way to get you evenly divided, but we've watched over 28 years. God is a pretty good traffic director. And so if you'll just ask him, I believe that he'll prompt you. He'll lead you, and then and uh, it'll work out well for you, and it will make room for others. Some of you it feel like a little more of a sacrifice, and others of you it feel like, you know, hey, this is just works best and well, and I'm just going to trust you in that, and uh, we, we want to steward well what God has entrusted us with. Amen? All right, a couple things. Um, we uh, uh, are beginning relief efforts. We started them, as Pastor Ryan said, right after this, the storm was over. We've had teams going out all week. We're working with a couple of local organizations and then also Crossroad Alliance and uh, a pilot's group that are flying things everywhere. So we want to show you how to be involved. First of all, uh, if you need help, if you need help, uh, we want to help you. We are here to help. I don't think that we can meet every need but why shouldn't we just venture on out and see what the needs are and try our best to help everybody that we can? So if you need help, use one of these options. You can submit your need to NBCOcala.com. That's one way. We've set up a line that you can call, 352-547-3434. All of this is on our website as well. Also, it will be on an abundance of social media that will be coming your way so that you can check that out. Or you can stop by the hurricane relief tent that we have out in the front, if you saw that, that's going to become kind of a distribution point. So if you need help, please let us know. Secondly, we need you to serve. Um, you can sign up to help us serve our, our church family and also our community. Let us do, do good to all, especially those of the household of faith. And uh, so that's a beginning place and then, and then helping our community. And it's not just our community that has been hit. There's things in South Florida and North, Northeast Florida and so forth that, that desperately need help. And uh, I was real blessed to see the other day that uh, even national newspapers and news outlets are seeing that it's faith-based organizations and churches are way ahead of government and everything else. And it's the people of God being the people of God, and that's what should happen. So if you want to serve... If, if you want to serve, you can sign up in person at the group hub out here, or you can go online again, NBCOcala.com. We have morning and evening projects available. You say, well, I'm working during the day. You can come help us out in the evening. We're going to have rallies here so we can get organized and everything every morning at 9 o'clock, every afternoon at 530. So during the week, we'll be serving. That's all we're going to be doing. Then we'll be coming back on Sunday for services, and then we'll keep you updated uh, as we reassess as things go along. But for this week, it's serving and then services next Sunday. The other thing we need you to do is to donate. 
donate. Uh, Ocala has become a main hub for distribution for South Florida. And uh, we're involved with some and, and great connections with some other organizations. Here's what you can do. You can drop off supplies at the Hurricane Relief Tent. Um, some of you may have extra, you know, you bought, you bought up for the storm and you've got extra or you want to go out and buy more or whatever. Uh, there are people that are still in, in great, great need. You can also give online at NBCOcala.com. And, um, you know, as Pastor Ryan said last week, we didn't have service at all. And, uh, you know, that affects because our outgo continues and has increased for all that we're taking on. And we just know this. We just know this. If you do what God calls you to do, God provides for it. And so I want to ask you to be generous concerning that. You can also text to give. You can text relief and then the amount, relief and the amount. And you can text that to 352 282 Three four eight zero, and again, all those numbers are available in other places. And I just want to thank you in advance for doing all that we can do. We use our time, our talent, our touch, and our treasure. We use those things to make a difference, and you do it in this in this mindset. Do it in the way that you would hope somebody would do for you if you were the one that were in need in that way. Many of you have fared very well. Some of you have had uh, a whole lot of damage and problems, and uh, we're all in this together, and we're going to get through it together as well. Amen. Amen. Well, and that leads me to the next thing here. Um, sociologists tell us, uh, and there are some pretty solid studies on this as well, as well, that everybody needs hugs. Everybody needs hugs. Alicia and I were talking, we want this morning to just be a giant hug for you guys, okay? They say that you need three hugs a day just to survive. You need six to maintain. You need nine to make any kind of progress. And you need 12 to thrive. And I think during times like this, we need, we need hugs, okay? We've done this before, and we're going to hug in just a moment, okay? <laughs> and, you, and you say, well, I'm not really a hugger. Well, you're about to become one, okay? <laughs> and, and look at me. Look at me. I don't want anybody getting creepy. <laughs> All right? No creepy hugs, okay? But what we're going to do, we're going to take about a minute or so. You don't have to get all 12 of your hugs. You can get some later, okay? But I want you, and don't just hug your three people that you always hang out with. You know, go find some folks. No creepy good hugs. This is good for all of us. Stand up. Let's take a minute. Hug some folks this morning. Love on them. Cut it out. Hey, do you feel better? That good for you? Beautiful, beautiful. That's beautiful. And if you're new here and you say, this is the weirdest place I've ever been, trust me, you'll be back. You'll be back. 
it's weird, but I liked it. So, so we're glad you're here. It's so good to be in the family of God, is it not? Amen. Well, I've got a few minutes this morning. We want to dive into the Word of God anytime on any subject that we go to God's Word and seek His counsel. We are going to be helped. And uh, so I've sought the Lord. I actually was not even supposed to be here today. I was, going to, I was supposed to be in Toledo, Ohio, because that's a major tourist destination. Um, <laughs> now, that's where my brother Chad is. You remember this last summer, Chad preached for us, and I was returning the favor, and I told him, I said, I need to be here and pastor our people. And uh, so I'm here. Sometimes I spill easily. Um, But it's important that we're in the Word, and I I believe that God has given me something for for today for us. Relates to the storm, of course, but then it relates to whatever other storm you might would be dealing with. Um, Let me say a few things. And then we'll look into the word. First of all, what we just went through is a natural disaster. This was not an act of God. This is not the punishment and wrath of God. Um, You need to read the Bible and you need to understand the character and nature of God and how he gets things done. And this is the fallen nature of creation. As the Bible says, groaning and travailing as if in, in, in childbirth. And then you have natural phenomena that it gets off its tilt sometimes and we end up with natural disaster. I don't want you blaming God. Um, You can ask God questions, but don't ever question God and know that he is good and he is your help and he is not your problem. Amen? So with the whole storm, I'm so thankful that there's coverage and technology, but it was exhausting. You know, it's here and it's doing this and it's coming your way. Now it's not. It's going their way. And, and it's like you don't know how to pray. Because you say, well, don't come our way, but go their way. But don't go their way, you know. And, and so it's, you know, it's exhausting. And then so much detail and so on and on. And, and is it just me or have, like, the Weather Channel people, have they gotten cocky or what? I don't, I don't know what they do. You know. And so. But I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for them. And then the preparation and the stocking up and then mass evacuation, just unreal. And here we are in a transportation, you know, center of, of the state and then shortages as a result, all the uncertainty, then the increasing threat of the storm closer and closer and then finally the storm. And then you end up with what I want to entitle this message today, what we call aftermath, aftermath. Now, aftermath can mean a lot of things. Um, for example... When I was in a kid, school, my two worst subjects were math and conduct. <laughs> and so there were times I had to stay after for math, you know. That's not really what we're talking about, though, although I want to give you an equation today that will help us from where we are um, to where we really want to be, where God wants, wants to take us. But the aftermath is what is the result? What's, what's happening now after something has happened? And, you know, we have damage and debris and water and trees and gas was really tight for a while and then power out. We're still without power. I just called Alicia in between services and still without power and uh, all the power crews are right near our place and we're cheering them on. Come on! <laughs> Push the button. 
looks good to me, you know. So, but we'll wait for them and we'll get it. But beyond the, the natural aftermath is the aftermath in you, in you. The damage and debris that would happen in you and in your soul. And um, we feel those things. Don't underestimate the emotional and physical drain, spiritual drain of, of going through, you know, things like this. The great thing is you do recover, but recovery will, just as everything else, is going to take a little bit of time and it takes some help. We've learned and we teach around here often that life is a continuous cycle of crisis and process. It's coming. Crisis and process. And now, having been through crisis, still dealing with crisis, we, we must begin to process. And process is things you do and it's how you think about the things that you do. That's how you, you process. And so we want to look at this. Um, we have just gone through events that are not normal. And they push us past our normal coping mechanisms, you know. You, you can't just to deal with this. Well, I'll just, I'll just uh, have a coffee and a nap and I'll be better. No, this is way better or, or way bigger than, than those kind of things. And so you have crisis taking place. And what happens a lot of times with crisis is it creates trauma. It creates wound. It creates injury inside. And so um, the great thing is God made you to be resilient, you have an amazing capacity, amazing ability to cope and to adapt and to adjust and to recover. And I want to share some things with you. And we are going to be here, um, you know, until Jesus comes. And every week it's about helping you. And so that you can also not only be helped, but you can help others as well. And so what is going to be the aftermath? And here's the goal. The aftermath is that we would all be, would be better or we can be bitter. I don't want us to be bitter. We want to end up being better, but it has everything to do with how, we, with how we process. So, let's look in Romans chapter 5, verse uh, 3. I'm kind of like the weather guy. <laughs> Romans. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Verse 4. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Let's go back to verse 3. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings. Look at me. What? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. That cannot be right. There must be more to that. That doesn't sit well with me at all. Now, there's some that teach that, rejoice in your sufferings. And I just think it's because they didn't read the whole verse. So let's look at it a little bit closer. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. Notice, in our sufferings, not for our sufferings. I mean, when we, when we saw on TV storms coming your way, we didn't go, yeah, come on, baby. No. This is, this is in. This is during. So we can rejoice during something. Here's your key word. You ready for this? We rejoice in our suffering Come on, say it a little better. No. Say it louder than the helicopter. No. Knowing. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing something. Listen, when you're going through something, you can rejoice if there's some certain things you know. How many of you have ever ridden a scary ride like at Disney or Universal or something like that? And they got dinosaurs and stuff coming, you know, and you're like, ah! But you know something. You know it's not going to really eat me. Okay, you know that that's not really going to happen, okay? So there, we know this is not the end of it all. 
knowing that suffering produces endurance. Now, this word endurance here, I'm, I'm going to use the word patience, perseverance, endurance. We know that as a result of our suffering, this is what we know, and this is why we can rejoice. Even though we're suffering, we know that if we handle that suffering right, there's something going to come out of that that is worth us rejoicing over. And part of it has to do is it's going to develop in us patience. It's going to develop endurance and perseverance. So let's just do this real quick. So here's the suffering. And we can rejoice during this, not in it, not for it, rather not for it, but in it or during it. We can rejoice in this knowing that it's going to produce patience, perseverance, or endurance. Are you with me? So it's kind of like this, and and I'll I'll be real quick on this. Y'all know, coming up on two years ago, I got hurt. I crushed crushed my my wrist and everything, and then they said, you're going to have surgery. Well, originally, you know, in the state I was in, I said, you just do whatever you got to do, okay? Help me out. And then as a result of that, coming out of that, I needed a lot of therapy. I went through about seven months of therapy. Well, just shortly in after the first surgery, they said, you're going to need a second surgery. Okay, now I rejoiced in the surgery, not for the surgery. And then a few months later, I said, you're going to need a third surgery. And I said, let's do it. And it wasn't because I said, I love when you knock me out, lay me on a table and cut me. I love that. And then for a week, I'm weird. I love that. And then you go to, then you go to therapy. Everybody, anybody here been to therapy? And they come in all sweet and smiley. Glad you're here. <laughs> Cranking my fingers and they're smiling at me. You okay? I go, no, I'm not. I will find you. Third surgery, they said you're gonna have you're gonna need a third surgery. And I rejoiced because he told me this is what you're gonna get out of that third surgery. So I rejoiced in the, let this stand for surgery. I rejoiced in the surgery, not for the surgery. I didn't, I didn't ah. But for what it was, what would come out of it. And so what would come out of it is I got back my hand. I have a, a, a functional, strong, healthy hand. So knowing that I would get progress, knowing that those things would be coming, then I can rejoice for that. Not for the surgery, but, but rejoicing for what it would produce for me. Okay? It, you follow that. So suffering, I can rejoice in suffering, not for it, but during it. Because I know that if I do it right, if I handle this right, then something's going to happen. Let me put it this way. I don't like suffering. I don't want suffering. You don't like suffering. If you do, something's weird wrong with, with you. But you don't like it, but get this, get this. But if you're in it, do it right. Do it right. And then one day you will have something you will rejoice over. Okay? So you don't want it. We don't like it. But when it comes, do it right. And eventually there'll be something you'll be very, very glad came out. Now, as we recover, as we heal, as we learn, and I hope that during 
times of challenge, we learn really at a deeper level. We go through some things at a deeper level, and we can come out better and not bitter. Amen? Amen. Have a desirable aftermath. Now, patience, let's go back to our verse here. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces patience, causes it to come out. Verse 4, watch this. And endurance, whereas we've got up there patience, produces character. So let's do this. This produces character. And character produces hope. So this whole process here, I'm in trouble. I've got problems. I'm suffering. But if you're in it, handle it right. And if you handle it right, then what's going to come out of that is patience and perseverance and, and endurance. And if I let it work, and I'll show you that in a moment, if I let it work, then it's going to develop character in me. And then if I let that work, then it's, it's going to develop hope in me. Are, are you still with me? Just, just a few more minutes here. Patience is the power to withstand the suffering. Patience is the power to help me during the, during the stress. It's an inward fortitude. It's a strength that's on the inside. It's spiritual and it's soulish. It's, it's on the inside and it helps me to be strong to deal with this. But so often we lose this. How many of you have ever lost your patience? <laughs> have you watched people lose their patience? So part of handling this right so that this can come is don't work against this. Sometimes it is our very own thoughts. I can't take one more thing. And we blame and we gripe and we complain and we compare and we use our thoughts and we use our words to act, think, and speak ourselves right out of patience. And when we don't have patience in this process, this wins. And now I'm limited in my character. I promise you, people that always lose their patience or have no patience, I question character. And I promise you, they're not a person of hope. So what we have to do is right here, focus in on this patience aspect just for for a moment. I wish I could teach on this for a year. Patience produces character. Everybody say character. Stability, maturity, integrity. That's involved in people that are happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. It helps us to be stronger. It helps us to be better. It helps us to, to stay in place. So what happens, patience holds us in place, helps us to stay there so that this also can be produced. But this has to be here for this to come. Look with me in James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Look at me. What? That's why you got to keep reading. You never build your theology on a single verse. (laughs) Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials and many kinds. I remember early as a Christian, I thought, okay, I'm going to try. But you got to read the next verse, verse 3. Because you... So whatever's going on, I I can stay joyful. I can rejoice because it's something I know. Because I know that the testing of my faith produces... Perseverance, the struggle, the suffering that you would go through, the adversity, the problem you go through, let it work. Let it work. Look at verse 4. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. 
So right here, let this work. Don't work against it. Let it work. Don't talk against it. Don't think against it. Stop pointing out, well, I wonder why they got power. I didn't get power. All right, confession. (laughs) Don't work against that. Let that hold you in place and let that work. And this is going to make you complete and mature and solid and better than what you are right now. Amen. And then as character takes over. Now hope starts to rise. And you know what hope is? It's the foundation and it's the core of your faith. It is this urgent expectancy. It's an alert expectancy. This creates a strength of faith. It's the core and the foundation of your faith, the kind of faith that pleases God and moves mountains and gets you through anything. And so it's got to be in place. But if this is missing, if this is altered, this is limited, this is limited, if they're even there. So guess where we need help? Right here. This is where we need help. I need help. You need help. And this is where we're weak. But scripture speaks to it. Look in 2 Corinthians 12. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. Say that with me. My grace is all you need. Watch this. My power works best in weakness. Paul says, so now, the Lord said that to him. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So Paul says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. It's the grace of God. It's the helping power of God that helps us to stay in place right there. You know, and we're faith people. We're word people. I'm not going to boast in my weakness. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm going to say, you know what? I don't have what it takes. But you do. That's faith. I'm weak, but you're strong. And it is okay. And I'm going to tell you what, getting ready this morning, not just physically getting ready, just getting ready inside, preparing, leaning into this today. I had to say to the Lord, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm weak. I'm spent. I have so much ahead. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. But you know what? I'm able to rise this morning and feel strong today and say, I'm weak, but you're strong. I'm not able, but you're able. I'm not able, but you make me able. And see, none of us are just going to conjure up or just come up, okay, I'm going to be patient. Here I go. (laughs) You're not going to have that endurance, that perseverance. You don't have it. You don't have it. You don't have any place to get it but from him. So what we say is, God, I'm going through some stuff. But I'm going to rejoice, not for the stuff and the struggle. I'm going to rejoice that I know you're at work to help me right here to withstand this, to stay in place here. And his grace will come to help you. I don't have it, but you do. And that's all he needs to hear. She said, I'm weak, but you're strong. And I can do all things through Christ who what? Who strengthens me. And let that work. And it will do something in your character and it will do something in your hope. And you come out of the storm and you come out of the struggle better and not bitter. Amen? Now, you and I, we don't like struggle. We don't like suffering. We don't want it. But when you're in it, do it right. 
do it right. And in short order, you're going to have something that you can be rejoicing over. I believe that every one of us are going to come out of this people of greater character, people of an unshakable hope because we let God help us here and not stop pacing back and forth and wonder why this happened and wonder and wonder and wonder and run in our mouth and run in our thoughts instead of just centering up on a God who's able to help us no matter what's going on and help us to come out of this better and stronger. We might be in some stuff, but let's do it right. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this this morning? All right. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.